0: Green Mountain Dental Group is in Lakewood, and they are the best family-owned dentists in the metro area. Plus, they're extreme Colorado sports fans, just like everyone here at DNVR. And when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, or exam, you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush just for signing up, coming in, and taking care of your teeth. They're just 15 minutes from downtown over in Lakewood, and it's a great first step to good health when it comes to making sure your teeth are clean clean and healthy. So jump on down there, head over to Green Mountain Dental Group and get that free Sonic Hair Toothbrush.
1: And Cole gets another
0: good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scars. Nathan McKinnon. Cole J.T. Comfort. eight seven seven goes now. Gabriel Landeskog. Collective hugs. 29 and 92 see me by grue move over picasso this piece of
1: art is by mckinnon my goodness gracious
0: Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits, my go-to shop for all of my beer, alcohol, or wine, you know, you name it. If it is a spirit, they have it. I mostly just to my Breck Brew. Not really.
1: Yeah, I've never, <clears throat> I'll say this, it's not that I don't like it, it's just that I've never gotten into it, and there's so many different, like, things to learn about it that I'm just yeah. like, I don't know where to start. And it's like, I need somebody to hold my hand through it. And then, you know, you realize when you get into your thirties, people stop holding your hand for things and they say, <laughs> just Google it. Yeah. I don't Beer's easy. I just, you know,
0: <laughs> I don't mess with an easy thing for me. So that's where I stick with it, but not easy is what we're going to be doing potentially on the show today. I mean, maybe people will think it's easy. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be buying or selling, on breakout seasons from avalanche players and it's past judgment, you know this is how I mean making these decisions is how you build a successful or failed roster in many ways. You bet on the wrong horses and uh, things crash and burn pretty quickly so all right, let's let's get a few things out of the way first. there isn't a person that has watched Avalanche games that isn't buying Kale McCarr. Yeah. And then – Yeah. Because they're like technically a breakout season for McCarr, putting up 50 points in his first year. Yeah. The other one that we don't have to get too in-depth about on today's show, I think maybe for another day, is Val Nachushkin.
1: Um. Okay. Okay i that's fair it's uh, that
0: situation is pretty different, from yeah the it's other so one. Gonna, different yeah.
1: because like if you look in his career, if you go back and you look at his entire n h l career yep. um, this is he's had four full seasons and this was his third best point-wise right these
0: numbers aren't out of the ordinary for his career it's more of the immediate recent history that
1: yeah it's it's that he had uh, he had the he had a 34 point season as an 18 year old yep and a 29 point season as a 20 year old and then left
0: Dealt with injuries,
1: left went went to the KHL for a couple of years, came back, and then was had just had a brutal year in Dallas last year, and then bounced back wonderfully with Colorado this year. Yep, and there were things, you know, there he had he had some incredibly bad luck. He had some great fortune. The man scored a goal off his face, like. He also, he also played 14 minutes and, you know, the Nachushkin thing could probably be a pod in its own because it's so different where it's not really, you would, I don't, I wouldn't call it a breakout season, but like a comeback season. Yeah. Like a, a salvaging of the career.
0: Yeah, for sure. So that one's a little bit different just to be clear on who we're talking about on this pod. Um, I mean, we can just be straight up clear with you. We'll be talking about Burakovsky, Sam Gerard, and Ryan Graves. Um, yeah. Let's start with Sam Gerrard because, again, oh. a little bit of a different conversation in that, sure, he had a breakout season, but he is already under contract. The Avs have already committed a significant amount of years to
1: him. They've committed to him throughout – through his 20s. Yeah. So – that one is
0: is locked up at least in terms of a contract for the abs. Um, yeah Gerard's year was interesting because it I don't know if I want to say it got off to a slow start, but there was a big lull in the first half of the season for him production wise,
1: yeah, there was a uh, sort of a. It His season had sort of fits and starts to it. Yep. Where if you look at like point totals, it looks consistent on paper.
0: But if you but, look at how the bread got made.
1: Yeah, like how, how he actually played, it was just so different. Yep. You know, like he – I thought he had a good start to the year. He looked really good. And then his November was really iffy. Yeah, he had one goal and one assist, I guess.
0: through <clears> Up until the last day of November, he had one goal and one assist, and then he put up two assists at the end of November.
1: But Yeah, and then most of December, he wasn't very good. And then right at the end of December going into January, he just took off. The switch
0: flipped. Yeah, he had that eight points in three-game stretch or whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, where it was like, oh, my gosh, like this is OK. This is a, a big turnaround now. Yep. Yep. And that was fun while well, it lasted. But obviously, that wasn't going to continue. Uh, but he had a very good January and really parlayed that into a strong February. And he was playing. He was playing really, really well uh, at the end of the year. The the offense is still a little kind of touch and go in terms of the consistency of it, but I think it took a big step step forward in that. You remember he's still just twenty one years old, right? <laughs> well, twenty two now. Did he have his birthday? I think he's was born in March. No, he's born in May. Yeah, yeah the, okay. M, the M the months. So, so he just 20. yeah he you're right he just turned twenty two. Yeah. So. He's he's twenty. He's barely twenty two years old, and it he's just he's already so good in some areas. He and I think like a veteran, yeah. <laughs> well, and and it also is you know we've seen the high Colorado has been lucky in that we've seen a lot of the high end young guys come in. So we're not super accustomed to watching like young guys like struggle their way through things. It's usually been like, hey, you're really good and you're going to become great or you're OK and you're going to become pretty good. Like,
0: I i mean, I would put Sam Gerard kind of in the middle of those
1: two. I would, too. And that's where, like, Tyson Jost has been the face of struggle, right? Like, yeah. oh, man, he's a bust. And then you have all the other guys. McCarr has been he was outstanding. McKinnon was was really good and then exploded Ranted in took until year two and exploded. Landis won the Calder, you know, like a lot of these guys just showed up and were good from the hop. And Gerard showed up and he was good. There was a lot of work to be done. He was encouraging, but like, man, so many, so many things about his game were, were really exciting to watch. And, the way that he moved his feet and the way that, the way that he kind of worked his way into the lineup and found success. You you just kept waiting for the offense to come. Like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Because he's the archetype of an offensive defenseman. He's small. He's great. He's a great skater. He's a really good puck mover, but Oddly enough, it was his defensive game that was stronger early yeah, on, and it's that, his offense we're waiting on.
0: Yeah, uh, I I agree with that. I mean, I think his, his defensive ability has been nothing short of necessary for the abs, yeah. it, as he is probably the most consistent presence on the team in that end, as you've seen pretty much everyone else on the team, uh certainly the the players you would expect to be the defensive defensemen consistently have had issues with the puck, whether it be, you know, the obvious with Zadorov and Cole's struggles in clearing pucks without brain farts or or EJ losing about half a step and and not quite being that same stalwart defensively. Sam Gerard has been the steadying force yeah. when it comes to that. Um the offense is a bit interesting. He did have about a third of his points, I think, on the power play. But it did feel somewhat coinciding with uh, his breakout in the end of December, where I think the abs realize they cannot run him as the power play defenseman that's going to shoot the puck from the point all the time. Yeah. Because his shot just isn't that good. It's not who he is. Yeah, exactly. And they need him to be a distributor from there to make that work. Granted, for a lot of the year, the second power play unit was a hodgepodge of whoever. Yeah, But as I think they kind of discovered who Sam Gerard is on the offensive end, it helped him a lot. And in the end, this is why I'm going to be buying on Sam Gerard. is I think this is an extremely repeatable season on the whole. Again, as you mentioned at the start, probably needs to be a bit more consistent over the course of the season. But the numbers are repeatable.
1: Yeah, so where he finished at thirty four points, roughly half
0: point per game,
1: right? And I think that is where, you know, you could say, hey, had they played the last twelve, maybe he gets, if he continues up at the same point per game pace, he gets six points and he gets to forty. Yep, and that's awesome. You you would love if Gerard got to forty every year. Colorado is all all day. Yeah, Colorado is going to be extremely hard to 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 take down between what McCarr brings and what byram what we believe byram will bring. Yeah. So <clears throat> Gerard Ger- I think I'm buying Gerard's breakout this year. And I'm buying that 34 points is right around the area he should settle in. And that's even if he ends up losing second power play time to Bowen Byron. Which right. I don't, I don't know that he will. I certainly don't think it'll happen right away. Yeah, I wouldn't but think it, so immediately, maybe over time they make that move. But uh, right away, I don't think it will because there's safety in Gerard. Like, why, why, why would you take that from him? You know that he know he can do it. You know he's fine in that area. It's totally there's no there's no reason unless Byram comes out and is just like utterly awesome.
0: Yeah, I don't. The only reservation I have on Gerard's career with the Avalanche so far is not one we'll know this season until August. He's been hurt in the playoffs for two years in a row.
1: Yeah, yeah. As soon as as soon as the hitting picked up and the physicality ramped up, uh, he struggled. He yep. two years in a row he couldn't stay in the lineup. He's obviously got to fix that just
0: has <laughs> to find a way to stay healthy when
1: he ends right there. if that and and one of the other things about remembering that he's so young and and while he is smaller and so his frame doesn't have it won't have a chance to really max out and really bulk up very much but physical maturity getting into his early 20s you know when when he's 23 24 25 that prime he, is still coming yeah yeah he should be he should be really rounding into his real mature
0: as healthy as he's ever going to be.
1: Yeah. Like his, where, where like his physical peak is what I'm saying. Like where he's, he's at the, the sweet spot between young legs and grown man. Yeah. So AJ, are you buying or, or selling the spinny boy? Totally. I'm, I'm buying that stock. Um, I'm buying that $5 million is a projection on him. But if, he repeats what he did this year. The $5 million is worth it. 100%. Between the...
0: Such a well-rounded game. Yep. And you're getting that guy
1: for all of his prime, essentially. That's... So. Well, he, his entire 20s. Yep. He's year one of his seven-year contract starts his age 22 season. Yep. So, 22 plus 7, he'll be 29.
0: I mean, realistically, at the end of that contract, he'll be... Certainly top ten, maybe even pushing
1: top five all time in games played for the Abs if he sticks yep. with the team. Assuming assuming good health, well for certainly for defensemen. Yeah, there's some there's some guys ahead of him who got a little earlier of a start that are going to continue to climb. McKinnon and Landis Scott are going to be yeah. The yeah. so Brandon's got a got a head start on him. Yeah, so. that's true too. Nah, not as much, but a little bit. I think he had a he has well, and then he gave a lot of it back this year. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Anyway. We'll take our first break there as it is time to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Whether you're looking for a Mile High City Copper Lager to have as the sun sets over Denver or one of their other beers, the Avalanche Amber, Colorado Core, Pop Peak, you name it, a ton of other ones, they have you covered with pretty much every type of beer under the sun. You can head down to their farmhouse in Littleton and use code DNVR to get $5 off. You can even get free delivery for their beer and a little bit of food as well. So head on down there, support them. You can call 303-803-1380 to schedule a pickup from noon to 8 PM. Also my draft Kings pick of the week. Look, I don't want to say that DraftKings is just giving everyone $50 for free because it's sports and, and, you know, it's betting. Crazier things have happened. But they have a special going on right now where Amanda Nunes, who is a almost minus 600 favorite to win her fight this weekend, they're giving you an odds boost to where you can bet up to $10 on her at plus 500. So, all right. It's free money. Yeah. They're basically giving you enough money to pay for that pay-per-view is what they're doing. So
1: it's smart business.
0: I, if you want, go ahead and pay for the pay-per-view that way. If you want essentially a free $50 on your $10 bet, go ahead and get that as well. It's a, uh, you can't, well, again, I'm not saying you can't really miss, but as far as sports betting goes, it's about as close to a, a surefire thing as you can get. Uh, Anyway, just uh, take uh, your chances, get your opportunities where you can, and download the DraftKings Sportsbook, the top-rated sportsbook app in the world. And if you use code DNVR when you sign up for a limited time, all new users will get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 no-brainer odds, and rewarding you with a matching your sign-up bonus. Sign-up bonus is up to a $1,000, but you must be 21 or older, Colorado-only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25X playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. For details, gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits with Ruto and AJ. AJ, where do you want to go first? Do you want to go to the forward or do you want to do the other defenseman? Let's do the other defenseman. Just, All right. We're already on that side of the puck. Sure. Why not? So, <coughs> Ryan Graves will be taking home the plus-minus trophy for the regular season in the NHL this year. Has? facts. Almost certainly, in my opinion, fully established himself as an NHL defenseman.
1: Also True facts.
0: Also, in my opinion, has been quite lucky this year. <laughs> also so, True Vax.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I guess we need to figure out where we come down. Which side of the line are we on here? How much of this has been luck for Ryan Graves, or how much has he proved that this will be repeatable?
1: going back to the 26 games that he played last season Uh uh, and he was solid, right? Like it was like, yeah, this feels, this feels good. He looks solid. Uh, Graves. I think he overplayed his ability a little bit this year. I also think there was a little more made of his season than I would definitely agree with the latter one. Yeah. That there, the, 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 there's the, the, then was reality just like a lot of people talked about, Oh, you know, Graves is having this big breakout and like he had a, he he had a 26 point season where he had nine goals. Um. I, some of the goals were from that big slap shot, which is very effective. Mm, Like two of them. Most of them were the back door. Some of them were from the, the old Nick Holden. Yeah. Sneaking on in. And that's like, that's intelligence, right? That's leading the play. And that's hockey IQ. That will be repeatable because there's, there's going to be open ice. And his willingness to jump into it and to go and do that. You don't see Nikita Zdorov or Ian Cole ever really do that. No. They, they, uh, very rarely do you see him do that. And you see Graves do it constantly. Now, with Graves, the foot speed is a problem. And we've talked about this a ton. Yep. So when he does it, he's committed. Because him getting back, he it's an odd man rush the other way. Unless
0: the forward is covered, yeah,
1: right. He either has to know that he has to have confidence that one of the forwards is going to read it and going to to move to his spot, or he's got to get a little bit lucky. He's either got to score or they've got to get they've got to retain possession so that he can get back there safely. Um, That's that's about it. Like that's that's what he needs to do. But he does a great job of reading reading the play and he also one of his big strengths as a player and this is something we don't talk about a lot but it's understanding his own game because yep. he knows he knows he has a limitation with his feet he knows he's a bigger guy who's not the fastest dude out there so he will he will step up on a guy in the neutral zone if he thinks okay i've lost this gap control i'm i'm in trouble. I need to. I need to eliminate this guy right now. Uh, otherwise, you know he's I'm by right, me. Yeah, he knows that. Like, and and a player who plays within himself and knows his limitations and understands that, because if he tries to turn and skate with someone, especially through the neutral zone where the guy coming at him has already got a speed advantage, and then he tries to turn and skate, he doesn't have the first step quickness. He doesn't have. The burst, the acceleration to handle that. And he knows that. So you don't see it from him a lot. It happens sometimes. Like, it happens to everybody. It's happened to McCarr this year. And he has the first steps, the acceleration to, to hang with a lot of guys. But sometimes you just get beat. And that guy's got the momentum and he's gone. Graves and and like, that's where it's like, Hey, take a penalty, you know, yep. whatever, like there, there penalty, are options right, available yeah. <laughs> to you. And Graves does a good job of that. He, he really does a solid job of understanding and playing within himself and the penalty minutes, you know, he had that one stretch where it was like he kept taking them. Yep. But at the end of the year, he finished with 45 penalty minutes. Nothing too egregious. No, you're not talking about him as one of the leading guys on the team. You're not talking about as him as one of the guys uh really high up in on the NHL leaderboard. You know, the abs the abs had a penalty problem with three guys, and he just wasn't one of them. Yep. So <clears throat> that's encouraging. A defensive defenseman who can give you a little bit of offensive pop, who can help you on on the pk and who's not putting you in in bad situations very often a lot to like a lot to like about ryan graves and as a 24 year old you're feeling like this is it the next three to five years are the best you're gonna get out of him yeah my my
0: one reservation and and the phrase i've used a lot this year and i'll be honest i've cooled on it a little bit but but just to kind of go through the process is I kept thinking what happens to Ryan Graves when the horseshoe falls out and, and we saw it regress a little bit. The first couple of months of the season, his on ice save percentage was like 96% or something yeah. insane, but it, it ended a little, I think it was like ninety three and a half at the end of the season or something. Uh, and the, the shooting percentage on ice was over eleven and something extremely high. So he was still quite lucky in the year. And you know, without diving too much into the plus minus conversation, you have to get a little bit lucky to win that
1: crown. Um, yeah, his on ice uh, on ice save percentage actually finished at ninety two ten. Okay, so that's which is a a touch high. Outrage. It's it's just a touch high, but nothing nothing. The on ice shooting percentage was twelve point five eight. Now that's uh That's which is that's insane. Is that it's all like, situations? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I, That's 12, insane. 12 and a half or whatever.
1: Yeah, that yeah.
0: If you're shooting ten percent <laughs> on ice, right. you're doing pretty dang well. So. Right,
1: you're having a really, really fortunate season. If your on ice shooting percentage is ten, yeah. If I, if I, yes, if I switch that to to even strength, it's twelve point three seven on ice shooting percentage, and the on ice save percentage is ninety three point three two. Yeah. So it, it
0: you can't completely exclude the factor that he was pretty
1: lucky when it when it comes to Filling pucks into the net. Yeah. When you look at some of the, some of the analytics, uh, the high danger chances, high danger chances for percentage, it's at 48, meaning the other team had more of them than the abs did when he was on the ice. Yep. But the high danger goal four percentage is 59%. They had the abs had 33 high danger chance uh, the high, the high danger goals for with, with graves on the ice. Uh, and twenty three against, despite giving up more chances, yeah. so yeah,
0: finished way more consistently than their opponents in high danger right. opportunities.
1: And that's that's where you're kind of uh, scoring chances uh, went Colorado's way with Graves on the ice. Um, Corsi was almost even. Uh, actual actual shots on goal four almost even goals four. 66 percent. The abs, the abs scored 72 goals this year at even strength with graves on the ice and only gave up 37. But his uh, the expected the expected goal percentage was 55. So he's on the right side of things, uh, in terms of expected. It just it, it, it just went the extreme. Yep. It,
0: I mean, look. You just can't expect that player to win the the plus minus crown again, right?
1: Right. Well, and Bowen Byram is a big X factor into this because you wonder how many minutes he plays You're and kind of munch away at that a little bit, yeah. Right. Like Graves had a cushy job next to Kale McCarr where nobody none of the other like Cole and, and Zadorov didn't really ever find like strong chemistry there. And so Graves kind of became the de facto choice. Does that continue next year? Does Byram chew into that, and you end up with a a, a Byram McCarr pairing by the end of the season, which you're honestly hoping is your future top pairing? Um, maybe I don't know. Like that's why that's why Byram is sort of the unknown here. There's some
0: uncertainty, yeah, uh,
1: about how you you handle Graves moving forward. The other, the other question is, is the way that you handle Graves moving forward is to capitalize on his great season and move him while his value is probably at his peak. Right. Uh,
0: It's a question worth asking, not just because Graves had a great season, but because the abs have Bowen Byram because the abs have Mm -hmm. Connor Timmons because they already have to move a defenseman out. If not, Two in the next couple of years to
1: make room yeah. for these players, and this is also where the expansion draft throws a wrench into it because it if you don't have the expansion draft looming over you, you could easily just say, Well, great, you keep Graves and you have Timmons replace Cole and Byron will p- replace the Dorov, and you you move the Dorov out in a summer deal, yep. Uh, and then you just let Cole's contract expire. And let him let him go and seek opportunity elsewhere, or you know whatever. And then theoretically, you know you have Timmons replacing St- um, uh, Cole, and then, yep. and then uh, Byron Graves replacing Satoro, St- and Graves Graves remains like one of your stalwarts on your third pairing, and you enjoy him through his twenties while he's still an RFA and cheap before he hits that UFA and he goes and, and gets let him $3 him go million get paid, yeah. by Detroit. Yep. So you kind of do the exact same thing. You follow the Patrick Nemeth plan, except that there's expansions you have to deal with. And for an expansion team, a guy like Ryan Graves is going to be very intriguing. And, you know, if, if he ends up being the guy that you lose, that sucks, but you are prepared. Like you are built to handle that. Just given the internal guys yeah. that are on the way. If you lose what was ultimately a third-pairing
0: defenseman, you did pretty okay in an expansion yeah. draft. For so sure. it It is tough. Um, again, I absolutely think he's an NHL player. Agreed. But if I'm the Avs, I would be selling on Ryan Graves. If I'm me, I'm selling on Ryan Graves. Because I think, just as you said, You can get value here.
1: Do you know that there are teams out there that value plus minus? Not
0: only do they value plus minus, you have a defenseman, a spot that for a long time now has been a premium in this league. Obviously not to the level of elite goaltending, but Mm
1: -hmm.
0: teams pay for defense. Teams are willing to take shots on defenders based on smaller sample sizes. Based on need, because they see a guy, and there's only six spots to fill, and they think Mm -hmm. they think Ryan Graves can be a legitimate top four pairing. He probably can be for some of the weaker defenses in the league.
1: Oh, and you you look at a team like the Jets. Yep. Who you know, like they they could you they could really use a bigger guy (laughs) who, who blocks shots and hits people. Yep. And and is not completely lost with the puck, like. We'll make mistakes, but it's why he's a third pairing defender and not a top pairing defender. Is that there are the big there are big holes in the game, but a team like the Jet, like they they could absolutely use that guy. Yeah. At the same time, so could Colorado if they're going to move on from Zadorov. Graves is the cheap option there. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons that you're looking to move on from Z is that he's entering the last year of RFA. You're not looking to maybe give him a long-term deal just because of all the things we've talked about. You have so many guys, and he's already got himself up into the nearly four million dollar range. Given that I expect he'll get some kind of a raise. Yeah. Um probably. <clears throat> even if it's nominal, it gets him he's gonna be pushing four mil. Yep. And you can get graves for probably half that for the next two years. If not less, yeah. So the reasons you know the argument for keeping graves is that like well hey you develop you, you helped develop him you didn't do all of the development work obviously but like you he he got to Colorado and he did what he had to do with the Eagles, got called up and took advantage. He took advantage in the NHL when other guys have not.
0: Yeah. I straight up it It's um the only reason I'm selling on graves is a matter of, of value. And I don't see how he doesn't regress next season. And I'm not saying it'll be a major regression, but it'll be not, enough. Yeah. He's not going to be plus 40. I don't expect him to push the 10 goal mark again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And his value just won't be at the same spot at the end of next season, which isn't to say he isn't still valuable to the Avs as a third pairing defenseman. It's just to say, You know, if someone's giving you a first round pick for him right now, and I I don't know if that's what his value is, but it's not going to be getting you're not going to be getting that at the end of next year, especially with teams sorting out their expansion situation.
1: this is this is where um, I think that that conversation about value is very interesting with Graves, because if a team's offering a first round pick, you do that. Right. Exactly. You don't even (laughs) think about it. Yeah. Right. You're girl, please. Like that's a easy. If a team is, if a team is offering a top 50 pick, you know, if, if yeah, again, team same, second say yeah. Detroit was offering the the top pick in the second round or something. And you're like,
0: uh, if you can go oh, get a defensive like, prospect better than Drew Hellison with that pick, I mean,
1: right. Like if you, and, and some of the guys we're talking to, we've been talking about in the draft, you know, what if, uh, yeah. What if there's a guy uh, like a Wallander or a, po- right. a Poirier or a Cormier who, who do fall into that area where you're like, hey, you weren't going to take this guy in the first round when it was your only pick for 50 picks, but now you have a second one. You could, you could kind of do something else with this. Yeah. You know, whatever. We, even if it's a guy like Cormier that you don't really need, like you're whatever. Style you could take. <laughs> exactly. Like you could, you could still just take the talent and be like, well. Oh no, we have too many good players. So, good problem to have. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's then, then that's the value that you could be having the conversation. Okay. Cool. That makes sense to do. If a team is offering you a third round pick, I don't, I don't think for me that that's worth it. I don't, I would not do that. Yeah. Not, uh, you know, maybe, maybe a year from now when you are staring down the expansion barrel and you're trying to, you're trying to shave off the edges to be careful about what you lose and what you don't, whatever. Right. But, Going into next year, I just don't think that that's worth it. That's where I'm drawing the line is a team offers a second round pick. I say yes. If a team offers a third round pick, I'm saying no. I mean,
0: let's be realistic. The abs are building to win a cup in the next handful of years. Yeah. And a third round pick is probably at least three years away from the NHL. Barring, you know, you hit a lucky home run. I mean, you're hoping that it's three years. Right. Minimum three years, maybe realistically four or five. Yeah. And at at that point, McKinnon's already on his next contract. Who knows what the abs look like by then? Right. So uh, as far as getting immediate value for Graves, a third round pick just doesn't make sense.
1: Right. I'm, I would be, I would be for like a top 50 pick. You know, if, if Boston is calling me and wants to give me a second round pick, and it's, you know, it's, it's the last pick in the second round. It's, uh. and you know,
0: it, it, always depends on who's there. If there's like a slam dunk, number one list on the abs board there, then it's a different conversation,
1: but sure. There's, there've been some guys in the, in the last couple of years that have, have slipped, but I mean, even if it's, even if it's the caliber of a, of a Bocage, Yeah. Say like, that's a third round guy. Like if, if that, if it's that guy, are you, eh, eh, eh. You're, yeah. you have an established NHL or, and you're not sure you're getting one. Like, exactly. Like that's where, but, but is it, if you could get a guy like Timmons. Well, yeah, again,
0: it, then yeah. Where is your cutoff on projected people in the draft of, we're pretty sure we're getting an NHLer out of this kid, but yeah. Yeah, it, so it's a tough conversation, on right? The That's side, it's yeah. a
1: very it's a very thin line between yes and no on where you're willing to sell on graves. Yep, um, and and just because you are competing for a cup, you are going to err on the side of no more often than yes. yes.
0: I would agree with that, and it's a good place to take. Well, I guess officially buying or selling AJ. Sen- boy. Um,
1: can I? No, you can't push. <laughs> um, buying the breakout, no. Okay. Uh, buying him as an NHL player as a bona fide NHLer, yes. Pretty much where but I came. Buying like the buying him as like a pseudo second pairing guy, where which he was this year at times. No. Okay. I'm with you on that. Uh anyway. Really like him though.
0: Yeah. I he's super solid for what he is. Just don't yeah. fall into the trap of overplaying him.
1: Smart, smart players, man. He's a he's a great example of smart a smart player that can over overcome not having the most natural, raw talent in the world. He's inverse DJ. Yeah. <laughs> knowing how to yeah, there you go. He just knowing how to play, knowing how to be.
0: All right. Well, we can take our Second period break here, and if you're looking to smarten up a little bit like Ryan Graves, MSU Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs, and some of our very own staff members here at DNVR either like me, graduated from MSU or are taking MSU Denver online classes this summer. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits with Ruto and AJ. So last on the list, Andre Burakovsky, the breakout man, the man the Avs brought in to score goals, and that is exactly what he did. Also distributed the puck pretty decently as well, to be honest with you. We've had the conversation about his contract. People know I'm very high on him. But can he repeat a season like he's had this year? Can he be a consistent goal scorer for the Colorado Avalanche over whatever a potential extension looks like for him?
1: Sure, totally.
0: Sure, totally. Done. All right. Let's get out of here for the day. Confirmed buying Burakovsky. We're done. (laughs) 45 points in 58 games. Um, Let's start with the big, obvious, hold up a minute thought here. Shot 19.4% is a career 14% shooter. That it's just not going to sustain, right? I mean, if he can shoot 16 or 17 percent next year, you're extremely happy with that.
1: Yeah. Um, the thing, the thing with the shooting percentage, he, his lowest is 10.8.
0: Sure. He's a, I mean, and just go watch his goals from this year, and I promise he's
1: a good shooter. Not, not a single greasy goal. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but like, so like in his career, He's he's had a 13.8, 10.8, 13, 14.3, 12, 19.4. Yeah, so a good shooter. Like uh, when you're a 13.9% career shooter, and if you even remove the 19% he shot this year, a 12.8% shooter is still very, very good. Yeah, um. I mean you're talking you're talking about a dangerous player. The big thing this year, the shot attempts didn't go up as much as we wanted, but they went up.
0: I don't think the shot attempts are terrible, granted that he only played 58 games.
1: Right, that's the thing. You look at he had 184 shot attempts this year. Not shots on goal, just shot attempts. He had 184 of them. Yep. But that's in 58 games played. His career high was 238, and that's in 79 games played. He had he had six more shot attempts this year in 58 than last year when he played 76 games, and averaged 11 minutes of ice time. He averaged 15 minutes of ice time this year. That should be his new normal. Yep. The 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 time on ice should be the new normal, and the shot attempts and they went up. That's great. He had 103 shots on goal which is 23 behind his career high which happened in his second year when he played 79 games he would have surpassed that had he been healthy down the stretch whatever like he he would have surpassed that yep. had had he gotten to play a full 82 game season even had he gotten to play a 70 game season like the like the avs did right he would have he was on pace to 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 go past these numbers his rates were all there everything went up across the board the the thing that concerned me was how much of it was noise right like what is what did he have in terms of second assists where he was just he was just picking cheap. up easy points because he played with Nathan McKinnon for a while right and like cheaping out on a couple of points here and there right yep so i went and i was looking into it and again like we talked about with graves some of these numbers are going to come down because they were on the fortunate side. Um the the on ice shooting percentage, he was just under eleven. The on ice save percentage, he's at ninety-two. So on the high side, certainly. It's definitely, you know, the PDO at uh one point oh three one is on the high side. Yep. Not absurd, but high. It's pretty high for for a, for a full season you're looking at a guy that that's it's definitely it's high. Yeah. But you do look at a lot of these other things. Um the expected goals percentage is is 55. High danger percentage is 52. Scoring uh scoring chance percentage is just under 57. Shots for percentage is 54. The Corsi percentage is 57. Like the abs in Every facet. They controlled quality. They controlled quantity. They did everything well when he was out there on the ice. Yep. They did everything well when he was out there. And that's, and then you want to get into, oh, well, you know, he played, he played with Nathan McKinnon. Um, his most common line mate this year, Nazem Kadri, Jonas Donskoy, Nathan McKinnon. And then way down on the list is Val Matushkin. I-
0: I mean, look, he played basically twice as much without Nathan McKinnon than he did with. With McKinnon, his five on five, of course, he it was 50.31. Without him, it was 52.98. So it, there is a lot of credence to the point that, particularly, when he gets a little bit sheltered and the the abs put Nathan McKinnon's line best on best Burakovsky can prey on the weaker defenses that he has to go against. Yep. And that's before this season, that's exactly the player that the abs were looking for. And the Burakovsky trade seems at least through this year to have worked out perfectly in that regard. This is just the question of, is that repeatable?
1: 24 years old yep so if it's not repeatable it was a bad bet yep but you think about what they gave up in the deal you know we were just talking about you'd give up ryan graves for a second round pick but not a third yep they got a bona fide top six forward in burakovsky for a second and a third essentially carl Soderberg. yeah
0: and a second so uh, you took a a guy who's aging out of the league and turned him into a a top 6 forward entering his prime.
1: Yep. With a with the draft pick thrown in. Yeah. A good draft pick, mind you. But one where would you would you rather have the second round pick this year or would you rather have Andre yep. Burkowski? Andre Burkowski, for sure. <laughs> Because if you were to get Andre Borokovsky with that second round pick, you would feel like you hit a home run. Exactly. Especially this team with this with their history in the second round. Yeah. Where,
0: don't need to go you, there. Yeah, we don't
1: we don't have to get into it, but you know.
0: It ain't there. good. Yeah. It exists. We Definitely know. selling the Av uh, second round draft picks in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, right. Exactly that. As far as the value of the trade, it it made perfect sense. And and certainly there's a little bit of hindsight knowing the season Burakovsky had there. But it was a gamble at the time that has paid off. And I'm buying Burakovsky 100%. I have to be buying him. Granted, I said I'd sign him to six and a half mil. Uh, so I do think the shooting percentage will come down. I do also think particularly not this year, but as the abs move forward, if they can fill out that top six with one more puck distributor, you get Alex Newhook in there. I really do think Burakovsky can be a key goal scorer for them on that second line going forward and, and, and shoot the puck even more.
1: True.
0: <laughs> well said. <laughs> well so it, Is he ever going to push for thirty goals?
1: Boy, I don't know. But like this year would have been kind of the year to do it when you're shooting a nineteen percent because that's kind of what it's going to take. Yeah, Um, you have to you have to realize he's really he's fifth banana on on this offense when it's healthy. Yep. And if your fifth best forward is having a thirty goal season, then I will say only two
0: power play goals if the Evs ever could figure out a solid secondary unit.
1: Yeah. I'm, I don't know. The power play frustrates me. The whole conversation annoys me because I'm at this point, just don't even have a second unit. Right. Just
0: play McKinnon for two minutes with guys around him.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much.
0: Do the, do what, the the capitals have done with Ovechkin
1: for years and years and years. Right. I just, yeah. Uh, I think that's, I think that's the move,
0: which fine. I'm totally okay with that. Just if you're going to commit to that, do it and understand how that affects an Andre Burakovsky's value.
1: Yeah. But he had nine power play assists. 11. So he had 11. Oh, no, nine. Sorry. I, he had 11.
0: eleven power play points with two goals, right. nine assists. Right. Yeah, like, so
1: he had he had nine power play assists, and that's fine. Yeah. He had uh, coming in, he had ten in his career. So right. well, he also was not playing PP one at all in Washington. Well, he didn't really play much PP one this year either. Like it he wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a main role for him.
0: It wasn't, but with all the injuries, the Avs
1: went through. Yeah, you know, but it he, was like he, he was not – even even when he was over on the wall, he was not setting up and firing away like Nico No,
0: does. he was not the trigger puller on the and play at that
1: all. That was the thing that I think frustrated me the most about it was that he didn't have that confidence. And it's like how can you not have that confidence? They went and got you to be a shooter. They're putting you in a position of to freaking shoot, shoot. You literally have 15
0: thing. bar down goals at, at five on five this year.
1: Right, like, <laughs> like straight up, dude. Like how can you not have the confidence to do this? And he just, he was so timid over there on the wall and like, Hey, he ended up with nine power play assists. I, if I could get, if I could guarantee I got that next year, I'd take it. Yeah. And then whatever happens with the goals happens with the goals. But I I would like to see a little more aggression and maybe this is, this is the kind of season he needed, right? Maybe this was it. He needed to see, okay, I can shoot with the best of them. I can be that trigger man. And the next couple of years we could be in for a total treat. And he where, blasts it, yeah. Right. And and maybe, maybe that confidence never really comes. He's he's uh, sort of a timid young man. And that's just who he is and he can't yeah, change. Yeah. Exactly. Where he's never he's never gonna have like that swagger, you know, that that where he walks in and and it's you know, he's he's the guy. He's he's not really that, he's not really wired like that. He is- I will say,
0: even if he isn't that guy, is not that type of player—the one that does have an obscenely high shooting percentage. Sometimes, because when he's pulling the trigger, he knows he's sniping.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and well, I I will also add that while he may not necessarily have the confidence uh, to to just fire away on the power play. We also saw. I mean, look at how many look at his goals this year. Him, him flying down the right side, left side doesn't matter. He has no con. He has no problem with the confidence to shoot from there when he's okay. on the move and, and, and in transition. He's very comfortable. His first goal of the season is a the wheel around, falling down,
0: snipe from the circle. <laughs> Ken like, Boston. Yeah. So, I, even if mentally uh, he isn't the super confident. Blaster, uh, the physical gift is absolutely there. (laughs) Totally. So, yeah, y'all already know I'm buying him. I think it's it's an easy buy, and just was like on point in our predictions show for Andre Burkowski. So,
1: yeah, our our bold predictions ended up like not so bold. Yeah, which is a good
0: thing, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, it's next, when next, half you know, of your team has a career here, yeah. it's hard to be like really bold. We have to go all
0: in and be like the Burkowski scoring 50 next year to get bold. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's right. Anyway, I mean, at this point, at this point, bold would be McKinnon actually getting to yeah, 100.
0: The season not getting canceled before
1: McKinnon hits 100 points. Yeah. Oh, um, I mean, He was going to be out anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, either way, anyway,
0: um, buying or selling Andre Burakovsky with the super duper buying, super duper buying. All right, I I guess that's it. Anyone else? Did you wanted to just mention quickly that kind of had a breakout year or
1: um, selling Donskoy's year. I don't know if I'm
0: selling it, just that he's not going to get to play like 20 games with Nathan McKinnon and get carried.
1: <laughs>
0: um, <clears throat> probably selling Cole. Yeah, that, I don't even – does that even count as a breakout year? I mean – No,
1: just in general. Yeah. Um, did he end up finishing? Oh, he ended up tying his career high. Would have broke it with a couple
0: more games no doubt.
1: Yeah, 12 more games played all he needed was one point. Yeah. So but I mean had he had such a good year. If he he, if if Ian Cole can give them that again next year, man. At age 32, uh 31. Yeah, 31. Very I mean, it's a reasonable expectation. It wasn't like he was dominant.
0: Uh, and no, but he also you know, it's not the breakouts are not going to be expected of him, especially with bowen byron coming in and and that should be part of his job. Yes, you're going to see the veteran defense I mean we've already seen a massive transition to defense for e j and I mean, yeah. honestly, Cole's brought in mm-hmm. defense, and he, I think he's just going to settle back into that role. But
1: I, I think he was fine there. A lot of his, a lot of the points that he had this year came from him chipping pucks out of zones or banking
0: them. Yeah, no, I, or whatever. I'm not, and, I'm not saying he was bad at defense. I'm just saying no. the points are not super replicable.
1: Yeah, I would expect uh, a cut of ten of them.
0: 15 ish is is well within the norm for his career, I would say. Yeah, with uh, assuming a healthy season. But.
1: Yeah, fifteen, fifteen points, I think is fair. Uh, oh, that's fine. So it was yeah. just it was just weird this year because every almost everybody had a career year, and then EJ had like an anti career year. Pretty much,
0: he had the no points life. Yeah,
1: where it was like half of his goals were empty netters.
0: Correct. <laughs> um, it, yeah. He, well, I mean, he only scored. He didn't score for like four months or something. A, a goal that is, but yeah. Either way, anyway, whatever. It, different conversation because his defense was actually quite valuable. But
1: <laughs> yeah, EJ, he's a complicated guy. And yeah. Moving forward today, everything it's very complicated with him
0: it's complicated that's a that's a good way to put it as we get out of here for today on this podcast kind of a longer one for us uh good chats about some breakouts for the abs and where where we think they stand going forward but either way you know you can always find us here five days a week providing you the avalanche content you're looking for. Thank you to everyone who listened, especially those of you live. We will be back tomorrow as always. And we will also have a watch along of the man himself, Bowen Byram, who could be coming in and stealing a job next year. So if you want to tune in and see just how good that kid can be, be sure to jump on at 6 PM on a Wednesday on that note, I guess it's time to let you guys know about trimming your pubic hair manscaped is the best trimming trimmer trimming trimmer sure they have the best trimmer Trimmer. in the business the lawnmower 3.0 with ceramic blades to avoid any nicks or danger going on down where it matters the most and when you order their perfect package you will not only get the trimmer you will get some anti-chafe deodorant as well as some toner to make sure everything is smelling and feeling fresh down below the belt the trimmer also works on your face. It works on your hair. It works on your chest. You name it, it will shave you wherever you need shaving. And you can put it all in the amazing carrying case to take care of your needs on the go wherever you are. So when AJ's on the road following the team, you know he's in that uh, hotel bathroom taking care of his business. That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh, I
1: had the carrying case over here with me the other day because I was showing it to somebody. but
0: It's sick. It's a it's, sweet It's so case. nice. <laughs> so... You can get on it now when you go to manscaped.com and use code DNVR20 to get 20% off and free shipping on manscaped.com. Huge for us when you use it. Huge for Manscaped when you use it. It's It's a great partnership we have here and a big deal for both of us. So be sure to jump on that if you want to support DNVR as well. Other than that, thank you for listening, and we are out of here with hey police.